Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What is up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan. And today we have Greg Moore with us here on the show. And this is actually a topic I'm really excited to talk about today because for a lot of you, you know, we talk a lot, a lot about scaling through diversifying your product offering or maybe investing in other companies. And Greg is one of the leading experts on actually leveraging franchises as an investment opportunity. So I'm excited to see this and hear this because you kind of hear both sides of the coin on this, but I'm excited to get the, the positive view on it and see the potential that this has. So Greg, first off, say what's up to everybody and then we'll hop in. Josh, thank you very much for having me today, sir. I appreciate it. Good to be here. <laughs> Not a problem. Glad to have you here. So, Greg, just to, to kind of kick us off today, why franchising and not some other investment opportunity? What's the vehicle that franchising offers us? If you're looking at franchising, you are looking at something that's got a proven model and a proven system already. So the biggest challenge I have is people coming to me who are entrepreneurs that want to diversify, want to expand out, and they're looking to see why should I pay that franchise fee? Why should I pay those royalties? So that's the biggest hurdle. And the reason you pay those franchise fees and those royalties is because you want that franchise to get to get you to where you want to be at least two to three years quicker than if you were to go in there and do it yourself. Yeah, I love that. It's interesting to me because you know we look at it as, oh, I'm, I'm going into partnership with these people, but I don't know if it's actually going to yield me anything. And I mean, we hear horror stories all the time. We had a client five, six years ago, there was a part of a franchise and how, you know, they were spending, I can't remember what it was. It was like 20% or something on franchise fees. And there was no marketing really being done, or they'd like slap you on the side of a NASCAR or something. Right. And so it wasn't actually yielding any real results. So I'm kind of curious, like what your thoughts are on that as far as the, the franchise fees. Okay. So franchise fee, one-time fee, and that's it. Generally speaking, it's around $50,000. That gets you into the franchise, all their systems, all their training, all their back office things. And there's many different things that many different franchises will offer. Ongoing royalties are what you're paying and what you're looking at there. You're looking at between about 5 and 10%, generally speaking, off the top line or off the top revenue. Now, what you need to do as an investor looking into that franchise system is find out what do you get for those royalties. Now they may add on an ad fund as well. So five or 10%, they may add on an ad fund as well. One or 2% on that. So take a close look at that franchise disclosure document. Take a close look at those franchise agreements and see what it is. Now comes the point where you've got to look and see what are you folks doing out there and doing it. Now they're going to tell you, they're going to walk you through it. The franchise development person is going to walk you through the whole system, tell you how to do, how they do everything, how they advertise for you, how they market for you, provide you with marketing material, in some cases, you do the marketing and advertising, so it'll be different for each one. The most important thing that as an investor you can do is get on the phone with as many franchisees as it takes for you to get a good feel for that franchiser. Now, you are going to see every single one of those franchisees in the franchise disclosure document. It has to be in there. And you are going to be more than welcome in a good franchise system to call them all if you want. That could be 20 franchisees. That could be 200 franchisees. They, in my experience, are brutally honest. So after the franchisor has told you how they're going to spend their advertising marketing, how they're going to help you get business, how they're going to help you grow that business, get on the phone with the franchisees and verify all that information. You want to get on the phone with enough of them until you're hearing the same thing over and over again, good, bad, or otherwise. Right. Love that. Because I mean, that due diligence phase is, is always one of the scariest, you know, when you're buying any company, because 
what you're promised and what you're given is never the same thing. And I'm always curious to see, you know, how that actually works in the franchise space. So, you know, what are some of the biggest appeals to doing a franchise, you know, outside of just the fact that they're giving you their systems and whatnot? Like, why would you do a franchise instead of, say, investing in the stock market? Just to diversify. I mean, if you're going to invest in the stock market, yeah, go for it. Put some money in there. That's simple. That's easy. As long as you're comfortable with that, you've got a good financial advisor or you, that's the sort of thing you like keeping track of yourself. You know, there's no work involved, really, unless you're going to do it yourself and you keep track of everything. You just find a good financial advisor. Yeah. A franchise is going to be something where you're going to just diversify out. So the stock market may go up and down, but you want something a little bit different to counteract that, to be in that. So you don't have everything in one spot right. on that one. So when you're looking at that franchise system, you're going to be, and if you think in stock market versus franchise, what you're going to be looking at at that franchise then is something that's simple and easy as well. How is that franchise going to help you do it? And if you're an investor, you're going to be looking at two things you're going to do as an investor. You're going to manage the manager. You're going to manage the profit and loss statements. So managing the profit and loss statements, no big deal. You do that. If you're an investor, you've probably got a CBA that can do that for you. So it comes down to managing the manager. Okay. That's going to be your work. That's going to be a little extra there. So how good are you at finding a manager? How good is that franchise at helping you find a manager? How much of that work are they going to do for you versus how much of that work you're going to do yourself? So there's going to be some work involved, but you want it at least as possible. And you want as much help from the franchise as possible. When you're an investor and you're looking at a semi-absentee business, you're just not, you're not looking at, you know, you're spending full time on that one. So right. find out from the franchise how right. much they're going to help you do that. Now, there's a few franchises out there where you can actually just invest and they'll actually run the whole thing for you. I have probably four out of the 300 I work with that'll do that, the whole thing for you so you can invest it. But the real reason that you want to go into it is that you just want to diversify it out. You don't want everything in one. You want to pick an industry if you're risk averse. You know, what's been critical? What's been crucial? What stayed open the last two years that you can get into? Obviously, building cleanliness, oil change franchises, things like that, all stayed open, all crucial businesses. So take a look at crucial businesses, How much is that franchise going to help you so that you do the least amount of work possible for your investment? Love that. Because I know a lot of the people who, you know, that come on and listen to the show or whatnot, they're saying, you know, I want to invest in things. I don't have a lot of time to put into making that investment work. And that would be, I mean, a business does take time to work, but I love your methodology of working with the manager. So what are some of the, I mean, you kind of mentioned a couple, what are some of the franchises that you've found to be the most hands-off ones to invest in? Well, I had one doctor that came to me. He said he wanted to he wanted to help underprivileged folks and he wanted an investment to do to generate enough income for him so they could use that money, then to shoot it into helping the underprivileged uh, folks on that one. Mm-hmm. So we got in and at that time the company Supercuts was selling off a lot of their corporate locations. So we started getting him into those. And those are pretty simple, easy to operate, manage the manager. They've been doing it for years, a few thousand franchisees. So what we did is we put him into that. And I got him into 20 of those. And he said, I needed more. I needed more. Now we've got him up to about 80. And he wants to get up to about 100. So a brick and mortar is pretty simple. And those are the brick and mortar. You know, you drive by, you see those ones are pretty simple. You build it and they will come. Is right. the general thing. <laughs> and they will. That is good. We found that uh, popular ones this last year, but oil changes, simple models, uh, especially some of the simple oil change ones where it's kind of like a modular platform that you build out and you put up. Maybe you've got a couple of employees, so you don't have a lot of overhead for employees. You're just in and out with those oil changes. Obviously, you know, cars can still need the oil change. We're not going over to electric anytime soon. That's been a good one to do it. And believe it or not, and those are a little bit more investment, working mortars a little bit more. Right. Generally speaking, $250,000 on up. 
But if you, a lot of people don't look at the services industry and the services industry is where your clients don't know you exist until they need you. So you may not have heard of them. People look at the popular ones, the McDonald's, the Taco Bell's, they drive by and see those, Mani Kimeko. But the services industry has been extremely popular and easy to manage because they also have the same thing with a manager and a manager's profit and loss statements, but they're about $150,000 to invest, a lot less than that. And there are a lot of you know, crucial services and home improvement has always done well with that. Restoration services, mosquito services, insulation services, all of those have done fantastic, simple, easy to run models. So something that a lot of people have not looked at that they should take a look at. Yeah. And that's intriguing to me too, because like you're saying, these are some of those, you know, they're either not looking until they need it or they're, they're those crucial services. I love that as a kind of a point of reference, because I mean, you know this, you know, being an entrepreneur, you get pitched on franchises five times a week on, Hey, here's another really cool franchise you could use. And my thought process has always been, I've never invested in one, but my thought process has been, I would probably go with somebody who's an incumbent who I know for a fact has a good marketing system, because if you don't have a good marketing system, there's no reason to be in the franchise in my opinion. And that's what it sounds like, like super cuts would be, or maybe like a Jiffy Lube or something. So that's really intriguing. So when it comes to those people who might be saying, Hey, you know what? I might actually want to move forward with, you know, getting into this space, like buying their own franchise and everything. Do you usually recommend that they start with one or kind of like the doctor did where he started with 20 of them? I always recommend everybody start with one, see how it does yeah. and work on it from there. Uh, now, absolutely. There's ways around that. Now, you said you like to go with incumbent franchises. So right. those are franchises that established, been around for a while, maybe a hundred or more franchisees on that one. So good points about that. And just like what you said, Josh, was that, you know, they've got that proved model. They've been there for years. They've shown they can do it. And it's just a simple, you just walk in, boom, you know, open up the door and you're good to go. So we also have emerging franchises, which yes, they may not have quite the number of franchises or quite the experience. So there's good and bad points about going with either one. With the emerging one, if you're an entrepreneur and you like being part of a system that grows and you like helping that system to grow, now you're going to have more territory to choose from. So when you said, should I just pick one? Well, quite often with those incumbent ones, you might not have a choice because there may not be territory remaining. And each franchise gives you a specific territory that you can work in and no other franchises can be in there. So even though I say, you know, just start with one, if you've got more of an appetite and you like to be involved in something, an emerging franchise, and you want more than one territory, then maybe an emerging franchise for the more entrepreneurial type who still wants to diversify, but maybe wants a bigger share of that. An emerging franchise will give you more of an opportunity to pick up more territory and be more involved in that franchise, if that's the way as an investor you want to go. But generally speaking, start with one. Make sure it works. Make sure you're comfortable with it. If it is, then move on. Right. I love that. It's just so interesting to me in this space because there are a lot of emerging ones. So I guess there is there are pros and cons to either one. I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are on like the Soda Shack franchises because I keep seeing those pop up like crazy. Anything that has to do with food, as long as I think we're pretty much over the, the pandemic thing and people are going to be out and about, people are going right. to do that, that sort of thing. But anything to do with food, just, just in case, always make sure that they've got takeout, they've got delivery, that sort of thing. Lots of good food franchises out there. If it's a fad, you got to be a little bit careful about the fads. You got to look towards the future. It's here today, but is it going to be here tomorrow? So that's one of the things that I go over, you know, with my people when we're looking at the different things to look at on there. You know, we look at industry, uh, we look at having capital. We also look at what's in fashion. Don't let what's in fashion necessarily cloud your judgment. Always look towards the future and say, 
How sustainable is that? Solar Shack may be good. It may be something that's the next newest thing that may be around for a while. Um, like Orange Theory Fitness. I mean, there was a lot of fitness businesses and fitness franchises around. Orange Theory came in and bam, shot right up there. So it may be you're getting in on the entry level and just going to rocket your way to the top, but always be careful about that and know, know what the future may bring as much as possible. Yeah, love that. It's so interesting to me because they, you know, there there are so many opportunities out there. You know, I've I've been in the process of trying to buy a couple companies here, and, and it's so interesting to watch the difference because like you go and look through their P and L statements or you know their balance sheet or whatnot, and it's a company that looks sexy on the outside might be horrible on the inside. Once you actually get you know the skeletons in the closet, <laughs> you see what there is to, to see there. And so I think it's one of those ones I would definitely caution against making any investment decisions without first consulting an expert on it. And that's one of the reasons we brought Greg on here. <laughs> this guy is the franchise consulting experts, in my opinion. Great guy to, to reach out to if you guys need help with a franchise. So can you kind of walk us through, Greg, what exactly you do when you work with people? I get to know them. I get to know you. You come to me looking to get a franchise. I try and get to know you as much as I can. Where have you been? Where are you at now? Where do you want to be? So I have a nice, simple process to take you through, a little questionnaire to fill out. We'll get on the phone, get to know each other. First phone call usually is you asking everything you want to know about me, about franchising. Want to get you comfortable working with me. I send you information on myself, background on the team I work with. Check us out, look us over, make sure you're good send you out a questionnaire. We'll get back together again. And we're going to talk about you for half an hour or an hour. What are your goals? What are your criteria? What are you looking to have a franchise do for you? So I'm not looking to push a franchise onto anybody. Just like you said, you get pushed on franchises all the time. I'm not here for that. I'm here to give you education. I'm here to give you information. I want to get you to where you know as quickly as possible if franchising is right for you to begin with. If it is, which franchises will be right for you? So I work with about 300 different ones. I'll narrow that down to about five or 10 different ones that fit your goals, your criteria, what you're looking to accomplish, what kind of day you're looking for, where do you want to be? Just like I did with those other folks. Had another lady from uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn from Germany. She said, I love San Diego. I need to get to San Diego. I want to live there. Greg, how can I do that? I need, I need a job. I need a business. I need something. We found her a franchise there. I found out where'd she been? What kind of background did she have? What skill sets does she bring? Found out where she's at now. Got to get out of Germany. Got to get to San Diego. What do you want to do when you get there? We found out what businesses she likes. We got her into a business coaching business. We got her an ETV attorney. We got her over there. Bam, she's over there. Smiling face on Facebook all the time next to the beach in San Diego. Well, that's what I do for people. Find out what do you want to do with your life and I get you there. I love that. And I hope most of you who've been listening to this interview might be making this as, as an option for yourself. You know, like obviously we're not here to give you guys investment advice, but a lot of times I have people who are, yeah, they've got a podcast or excuse me, a business that, that they're enjoying, or maybe a podcast that they're enjoying, but they're getting burnt out. Right. And they're getting to the point where they're saying, I'm wanting to, to maybe do something else. Right. We tend to get really ADD when it comes to being entrepreneurs, right? The shiny object syndrome. But the truth of the matter is, is sometimes it might just be that you are in the wrong role in your company. And in some cases, when you start a business, you're wearing too many hats or whatever it might be. But in a franchise that might put you in a position where you are what I would call kind of that chairman instead of the day-to-day ops person or the CEO or whatever, because maybe that's not your strength, but you can still be an entrepreneur, still get great money, but here's another option for you, right? Leveraging franchises. So really awesome place. So I hope everybody takes that into consideration and you can check out Greg's stuff over at franchisemaven.com. Is that correct? Yes, sir. 
Awesome. Okay. So franchisemaven.com, make sure you guys go check that out. And then Greg, just to kind of wrap up this interview, can you give us one final parting piece of guidance? It's all about education. It's all about knowing what your options are. Always good to have options. Franchise is just another option for investing. You want some information, you want to get to learn more about it just to see if it is for you or not. Pick up the phone, give me a call, go to my website, schedule an appointment. I'm not here to push the next greatest thing on you. I'm not here to push franchises on you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to educate you. Call me anytime. Love it. So everybody, make sure you go check that out. And then Greg, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Josh, I appreciate it. And then yeah, everybody out there, don't hesitate to go check out Josh's other podcasts. If you're growing your business, I've listened to a couple of them, which were fantastic. Glenn with the hyper growth uh, strategy. He was in the Navy. Great guy to listen to. And Alex building a great strategy. And where do you want your future state business to be? Definitely go listen to those two. Those were wonderful. I'm going to use that information. I appreciate that. Nobody ever does that, Greg. So I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> so go check those episodes out, everybody. And you guys have a great day. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Lucky Titan Podcast. If you've learned anything from this or any other episode, make sure you rate it and share it with another entrepreneur who could help. Thanks again, and I'll catch you on the flip side.